Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight is the economic impact of ADHD. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show, and then just email me just the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. Women diagnosed with ADHD in adulthood are more likely to have depression, be stressed, and have low self-esteem. It's recommended they talk to a professional to develop better life and stress management strategies. But here are some tips. Identify the sources of stress and make changes. Develop healthy self-care habits, such as getting adequate sleep, exercise, and good nutrition. To learn more about ADHD in women, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So we do shows um, on Attention Talk Radio that go way, way back. Um, We've got, oh, Jesus, six or seven hundred of these things. Um, And sometimes we like to repurpose this. We like to take old content and, and, and bring it back to current because what was applicable then was applicable now. And we did a show back in 2013 after I was able to stumble into some research that talks about the economic impact of ADHD. Um, what's interesting is this interview is we had the conversation. It was fascinating to me that while we focus most on children and kids, there's the biggest impact is really kind of on adults. And I thought this was really kind of enlightening. One of the reasons I brought this to uh, – wanted to air this is I, I used to – got out of college and I sold group health insurance – uh, back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And back in those days, I remember that we knew that smoking um, cost uh, money, but um, we didn't really know how much. And over the years, once we were isolated, they started segregating rates to smoker and non-smoker rate because of that. Well, it's not until you really understand the economics that you can sometimes really start to take a look and get support like uh, smoking cessation programs, and there's been a real impact and reduction of smoking. The reason this particular show is important to me is that we have the economic impact. Now we have reason to go to employers to say we need to get help. It can actually help you provide help for those with ADHD, and you can um, 
reduce some of the challenges that they have, thereby it'll help with your return on equity. Um, so we did this, and I think it's just kind of helpful that we begin to understand and get that word out there so that people realize is that people with ADHD, that, that mean they, they're, they're viable people that can contribute to our world and our economy, but sometimes there's an economic impact and a reason maybe you should uh, contribute helping them. So I hope you enjoy this particular uh, episode. Um, I know I, I learned a lot about it and what was true then is still true now, so sit back and enjoy. With us today in our virtual studio is uh, Linda Walker, who's a professional certified coach and an ADHD coach as well. Before we get into things real quick, I just want to make a quick announcement. The Chad annual Chad conference is around the corner. Um, it's in the Washington, D.C. area from November the 7th to the 9th. For more information on that, go to chadd.org. Um, hope that you'll attend. I know that I will be there. Um, matter of fact, if you're there and you see me kind of walk around, be the guy with the video camera, uh, probably interviewing a whole bunch of people, come up and say hi. I'd love to talk to you. Um, Let's see. I think that's all the announcements. So let's get into this because this is a this is a great show tonight. Uh, again, Linda Walker is a professional certified coach and an ADHD coach who helps adults with ADHD overcome the special challenges of attention deficit disorder they encounter at home and in the workplace. She's the author of With Time to Spare, which is available online at Amazon.com, and is the editor of the excuse me the creator of the Maximum Productivity Makeover for Creative Geniuses a training program for adults with ADHD. She's also the chairperson of the Workplace Issues Committee for the Attention Deficit Disorder Association. That's ADA. And that website, by the way, is add.org. You can learn more about Linda and her book, her book and her productivity program by going to coachlindawalker.com and at uh, focustothrive.com. With that, Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you, Jeff? I'm I'm doing really well, and I'm... uh, I'm, 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 so I'm doing better than well. I think that this this show is is well done, well timed, and I think it's really good information that we get out there. You know, Linda, I remember back in the '80s, I got out of college and I sold group insurance at the time. Um, back before in the U.S., there's PPOs and HMOs and all that kind of stuff, and I remember um, having conversations about smoking, and there was no mm-hmm. question that there was an impact to the economy and healthcare. But nobody was really doing anything about it because they didn't really, they couldn't quantify it. And as numbers started to come out, the insurance companies started to uh, adjust insurance rates because there was a definite cost associated with that to encourage people to stop. And, and employers started walk, coming in with smoke cessation programs to try to help quit. And, and everybody started to really move forward. And there's more and more resources today out there for those that smoke to kind of help them. And I feel like today we're here to talk about some economic news that is really a same same type of a paradigm for the first time we're starting to get some numbers to realize what the economic impact is and provide um, you know impetus for many people employers um, uh, those with ADHD in the community to come together and really do something about this um, and as a coach I think it's I just think it's important that we we get this out there and I encourage everybody uh, not just to listen to the show but to share the information on the show and kind of get it out there so yeah. Uh, those are just my thoughts, uh, Linda. You want to you want to comment on that as well? Yes, absolutely. I find that um, I think we underestimate how uh, how much of an impact ADHD has uh, on society in general. We think a lot about ADHD with children, but we're seeing that it's also affecting adults in a big way and families. And now uh, this uh, this recent uh, report that came out 
actually shows as well uh, these huge impacts on the on the workplace. So we do need to to get the word out uh, as much as possible to to say you know ADHD is not is not a little thing. We really do need to start investing more into helping um, people. And I know that the report is uh, the. the the, the numbers are staggering, but I am sure that it's only a small piece of the real puzzle. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and for those listeners out here, we're actually one of the things that we're going to talk about here, we're going to get into the meat of it, is there was a report that was published in the Journal of American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. And if you – I could give you the URL, but it's really pretty complicated. But if you Google, put in quotation, economic impact of childhood, and adult attention hyphen deficit slash hyperactivity disorder in the United States in quotation. If you do that and look for the, the there's, a, there's a couple things that kind of come up, but the, the web page you want is the one that starts with www.jaacp.com. You go there and you can actually, um, it's for purchase, but for $12 you'd actually download the, the uh, study that we're talking about. Um, and we'll give out. I'll remind you later in the show so you can go get that. So, Linda, you, you, let's let's just kind of start because I know you, you looked at the report and I've looked at the report. When you looked at the stuff, what stands out to you? I mean, what really jumped out to you? And, and let's talk about some of the numbers so people have an idea of what we're talking about here. Okay. So there's quite a bit that stands out for me. Uh, number one is, of course, the um, the overall national uh, annual incremental cost of ADHD. Uh, was pretty is pretty high at 143 to 266 billion, and I think they've actually underestimated. But even those numbers are incredibly uh, high. Uh, the other thing that I think is really um, major major eye opening is the fact that a lot of those costs are incurred by adults with ADHD, whereas very few of the investments are done on uh, on the help finding help or, or providing help for for those adults. It, 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 it's interesting to me because the, the report, and I'll digress for here for a second. There is a range here from of 143 billion to 266 billion, and that is in 2010 U.S. dollars. And understand that this report is is basically they they took a bunch of other they had some criteria that went out and looked looked at other research that was done in this area, and they pulled out 19. And so this research was kind of a culmination of other studies out there. So this is really an estimate in kind of an area. So there is a wide range here. And, Linda, we'll, I want to talk about it in more detail because I do think that these numbers are underestimated for some, some reasons we'll get into. But between – if you go to the low end, if it's $143 billion, $105 billion are attributed to adult ADHD. And to me that was a surprise. I would have thought maybe it would have been an education in children, but clearly, clearly the majority is – adult unproductivity, and I'm not so sure that's really even being addressed. I mean, I think children are being addressed to a degree, but I don't think, at least in my experience as a coach, the adults with ADHD are underserved. Your thoughts? Absolutely, and and he, I'm, I'm here in Canada, so we've had, I've, I've had a few, uh, I, I've seen a few employers who are open to helping their, their employee with ADHD, but you're, you're totally right. Really, the brunt of the cost, of the economic burden of ADHD is, is left on the shoulders of the employee or the, the uh, adult with ADHD, and to a certain degree on their employer. They don't quite know it yet, but hopefully they'll know soon, and they'll be able to do something about it. And when you think about it, imagine if, if an, hypothetically, the economy was an employer, and you could invest maybe, I don't know, 
$20 million in helping those with ADHD and lower these costs, the productivity costs, down to maybe $50 billion. What a return on investment that would be. Incredible, yeah. Absolutely. I, it would be a huge return. And, again, I think that's the, the key to today's show is take, go, go download the report. Go talk to people about this stuff because, again, employers actually have – I mean, it can impact their body, bottom line. So they have, um, they have stakeholders in this. Um, let's also talk about the economic impact to the spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, from your, what, what do you get from the report um, in reading on that in that space, Linda? Well, I, I was happy to see that because I, I'm also a spouse of an ADHDer. I have a child with ADD, so I know that there's definitely an economic um, an economic, economic cost. I'm glad that that was uh, addressed. Uh, the ADHD spouse does suffer in terms of the the amount of the burden of the work that's often uh, that they have to deal with. There's a lot more stress because of financial issues. We know that ADHDers struggle with their finances as well. There's a lot more discord in the family. Um, the the other issues that that come up are also even at work the spouse is is struggling because of all this stress that's coming up, having to deal with, with making appointments for everyone, for example, or organizing the whole, uh, the whole of the family. So the, the cost to, the, empo- to the, uh, the spouse is, is very big, is a lot bigger than, than even, I think, what is, uh, what is being proposed here. I'm trying to remember, the numbers were uh, 33 to $43 billion. That's a that's a big number, and I, just I think you brought up a couple of really good points here. When you talk about stress and discord to the family, we did a show on stress a couple months ago with White Colbert talking about that, and I don't think it really, I don't think this really shows up in the numbers because the stress and the discord has got to translate, and I, know I would think would translate into maybe some health care expenses mm-hmm. that are not really a part of this that would kind of be buried outside, and then. Um, the other spouse struggling at work, maybe they're you know they're tired and burning, carrying the load, so they're not as productivity. Those are also um, other numbers that, by reading this report, I understand are not there. There's a few reports of the 19 studies. Some of them addressed it, but the majority of them didn't, which would lead us to believe that these numbers are underestimated. That's that's correct. I think they really are. The the other thing. Um that um, that I was thinking of. There's also divorce. There's a lot higher, a lot higher divorce rate among ADDers because of this. And I, I could tell you, just this week, I've had five new clients whose spouses are, are on the verge of divorcing them. So the cost of divorce is is, uh, is huge as well. And it's not. I don't think it's it's included in these price, in these costs. So uh, that's something else to to look at. You got a really really good point. And I I wish I had it here somewhere, but I. I thought I had read somewhere that those with ADHD are like twice as likely to get divorced, which yeah. is a big number. You, yeah. Do you have any statistics on that, or, or is that the general number that you that, that yeah, you associate that's a, with that's that? Yeah, that's the number I, I saw in the uh, in the Russell Barkley's book um, ADHD and what the science says. He talks about the, I believe it is twice the the number of divorces um, in the UMass study, the U, University of Massachusetts study. Interesting. So they were. Uh, I need to run to a commercial break real quick, um, mm-hmm. but before we do, um, Linda, you, you've got a program that kind of addresses productivity. You want to tell us about it a little bit? 
Yes, it's called uh, Thrive. Uh, we have a, a big program, Maximum Productivity Makeover, but most people would be interested in Thrive because it, it addresses productivity by helping adults with ADHD get a better handle on their uh, on their ability to focus and on their health habits that that, that will lead to that that kind of focus. And and it's been it's had quite a few uh, really good. Um, uh, results in terms of uh, of increasing dramatically a person's productivity. Mm. And uh, it's an eight-week course. It's done online. It's not done. Uh, it's on, the, on we're on the phone, so we don't even have to meet. And uh, it, there's some material that's involved as well. And that's uh, to, for information. They just go to focustothrive.com. Yeah, exactly. Right. Focustothrive.com. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is economic. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Attention Talk Radio. We're here with Linda Walker, and we're talking about the impact of ADHD on the economy. Um, for those that are, are listening, again, you can actually get a copy of the report that we're looking at online by – the best way to do this, again, is, is to, in quotations, uh, Google search, economic impact of childhood and adult attention-deficit-slash-hyperactivity disorder in the U.S., in quotation. And it's actually, um, it's actually posted on the – uh, there is Journal of American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. So again, you can grab the and follow along. Um, Linda, let's uh, again. To me, the big surprise was the, was such a huge number in adult un, unproductivity. Can, let's talk about the, the sources of some of that stuff, so we can understand a little bit about what goes into that. Um, from your experience and what you read in the report, how does uh, uh, the lack of productivity manifest? Okay. Well, we know that already uh, ADHDers struggle to stay focused, and that's one of the one of the issues. We have a much more turbulent uh, workplace, so even uh, a, a people without ADHD struggle with uh, with paying attention, interruptions, and all of these types of things that come in uh, that cause um, a person to lose track of where they they were. And ADHDers won't necessarily go back to where they, they left off uh, before the interruption happened. There's a struggle to start and finish projects. We, we know already that ADHDers really struggle with a lot of the, the details that they miss. And, the, and of course, there's a, a loss of credibility. There's a, a whole uh, slew of problems that come from that uh, as a result of their not being able to complete the, 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 what they need to do uh, at a time when they need to do that. Disorganization that leads to, to challenges with managing projects and state, you know, having a state of overwhelm. 
uh, adds to the stress uh, of, uh, of the whole thing. And then poor management uh, will create some issues. So as a result, they end up not necessarily – I have a feeling part of the problem comes from not being able to uh, – you know, they're, they're less likely to get promoted. They're a lot more likely to end up in um, having problems with discipline at work, uh, being told that they're not, uh, they're not, their performance is not up to stuff, uh, up to snuff. Um, they're a lot more likely to quit their jobs and and uh, and get fired than uh, most people. And that's really what I'm seeing even in my practice. Yeah, the, and uh, just to add to that list, uh, chronic procrastination. Uh, impulsive decisions. Um, all these are, are ways that it manifests. But here's the thing that's key, at least, at least in my opinion, Linda, is it's been proven that multimodal treatment for this crowd has an impact. It does improve performance in these areas. Um, you want to comment from, on that from your perspective? Uh, absolutely. The, uh, the multimodal um, uh, approach uh, allows the, the person, for example, they would they would seek help for medication. They would get a coach uh, that could help them uh, better manage their, their life uh, and especially their work life, uh, working together even with the, the supervisor if necessary. Those types of things really make a huge difference in the, in the person's approach. And it doesn't just it's not just in the workplace that it ends up helping. It's actually even at home. So we know that when things don't go so well at home, they don't go so well at work either because you're, 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 you're dealing with the, the ramifications of the, the struggle and the stress from home. You bring it to work with you. So uh, a lot of these, uh, these different approaches can help even a psychologist when there's some issues with self-esteem and, and, and so on. And I'm glad I'm glad you said that, but I have to tell you, Linda, one of one of the best things I like to do, other than bringing the awareness to the numbers, but on page ten in the second column, it uh, it talks about has suggest suggests that a one size fits all approach to decreasing the burden of ADHD is unlikely to succeed. Um, that is powerful to me because mm-hmm. if you take a look at the um, the paradigms of how you normally treat uh, different types of thing. It's here's here's the system. Here's the way it works. It's a one size fits all, which I always kind of laugh at in a coaching world. So if there was if there was one organizational solution, there'd only be one book in the self help section of the bookstore. The fact is, there's tons of them because everybody's mind is different. If you're going to organize and you're a visual person, it would look one way. Even I've coached some people where calendars don't work, but timelines do. And I don't see timeline out there. I have people draw that out. But if your mind thinks contextually, sometimes that's better. Or you might be more of an auditory person. So organization, to me, and some of these things are really based on the individual. And to me, I really like this part of it. A one-size-fits-all all approach of decreasing the burden doesn't really make some sense. It really is about meeting the individual where they are. Now that's my thoughts. Linda, I totally agree with that. I, I totally agree. I've been I've been coaching for nine years, and uh, even even at home, I have a husband and a daughter with ADHD, and and I have not yet met two people that were exactly the same for whom exactly the same strategies work. We really really do have to go and and look at a person's strengths. We really have to consider that the person's situation you know it's going to be different for somebody who's working in a call center than someone who has to to kind of uh, where in a call center where they they would have to uh, answer when the phone rings where versus somewhere who uh, someone who has uh, 
who could do whatever they want to do at the time that they want to do it as long as they get their work done. So there's a, there's a difference, and each person has, and we really do have to look at each uh, individual approach. And again, the ADD is, manifests itself so differently from one person to the next. Oh, I love what you said. That it, it, it really is. When you, as they say, once you've seen one person with ADHD, you've seen one person with ADHD. They're all completely different. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I really subscribe to some of Dr. Barclay's theories, and, and to me, ADD is not a, a deficit of attention. It's a self-regulation issue. And I always, just from a coaching perspective, I always work with people to use what they can pay attention to as a means to get around what they struggle to attend to. And when you, when you meet them where that is, and, and you look at the fact, look, look at ADD as not an attention issue, but a self-regulation. It really, really, really kind of changes the game. Um, tell you what, I need to run to another break uh, again. Uh, for those uh, that are interested in learning more about uh, Linda, go to CoachLindaWalker.com or check out her, um, her Thrive program at Focus to Thrive. That's F-O-C-U-S-T-O-T-H-R-I-V-E.com. That will be right back after these messages. Our secret word is economic. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com ATR. That's A-D-D-C-A dot com slash A-T-R. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code A-T-R for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with uh, Linda Walker on the impact of ADHD on the economy. Um, Linda, let's let's just kind of touch base because these are some big numbers that we're looking at, and we've alluded to, and even the report alludes to that these might be understated. Let's kind of talk about some of the things that might that are not included here that could really change these numbers. Um, what stood out to you? Well, uh, I know that the authors talk about things like um, uh, traffic violations and and, uh, substance abuse when we're looking in general, even special education services. I I also uh, look at the ADD tax. I don't know if that's that's how I call it. And one of my clients had used that term, and I thought that is so true. But the ADD tax puts adult life, adult life is already complicated as it is, and, and so you, you have all of these issues such as, you know, dealing with your finances, your income tax return, getting them on time, dealing with uh, legal responsibilities and, and so on, fees, late fees, uh, and all of these things are, are missing from, uh, from these reports. And, of course, they couldn't necessarily uh, be accounted for. The same with the cost of stress is a little bit of a challenge. How do you, how do you uh, cater to that with, uh, with the family itself? So 
so uh, there are some things that I see are are somewhat um, lacking, but it's not. It's, I don't think it's any fault of the, uh, the 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 authors. They really had to to go with what was available in terms of information. Yep, absolutely. Well, the, the, it's funny because I I didn't I never thought of the ADD tax, but it does make some sense because I I mean I've <laughs> I've coached a couple people that you know the the amount that they pay in late fees. Um, mm-hmm. or things that are not returned and, and stuff like that. I mean, there's something that's associated with it. Um, but, but the other thing that's interesting is this report only accounts for those, I think it was um, under age 64, and certainly we realize that ADD impacts um, everybody through the life cycle. So it could be underestimated because it doesn't count for ADD and how it manifests over age 64. Um, the substance abuse part is, to me, potentially a huge area. We've done some interviews with Dr. David Teplin and some other things, and, and there's a huge correlation between having ADD and substance abuse issues, and that doesn't seem to be reflected in here. Um, the, also, as we talked about earlier, earlier in the show, is that some of the other costs associated with uh, the family members and stuff were not really embedded in the story. So when you start to add these things back in, you can start to take a look at these numbers and 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 either go to the higher range of what they reported or bump them up a little bit. It looks it's pretty significant. Yes, definitely. Uh, the the other thing I was thinking about in terms of the ADD tax was those things that you lose. You know, you have to buy the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I don't know how many times that's happened to us, even in our home, uh, before we started get orga- getting organized. But yes, absolutely. That, that's 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 fascinating. So the, the, to me, the, the great news of this report again is is we're, we we have a dollar figure. We got a target. It might not be the exact one, but it's we're not talking about millions of dollars here. We're talking about billions. And what we also know from research is that multimodal treatment does have an impact. It does improve outcomes in this particular area. And to me, what is what is a big deal? Um, and I know I'm, I know people might be overwhelmed by it, but I think the process is somewhat uniformed, but the solutions is, it's an individual-based type solution, and I think the worst thing that we can do is throw a one-size-fits-all out there to the ATP population to do this. And so with that, I think that we're, we're beginning to have a case here to start to get partners to come together and, and start making the investment to address this. And I know, Linda, um, as a member of, of uh, Attention Deficit Disorder Association, and you're a part of the... Um, let me get the name of the Workplace Issues Committee. Um, you're actually hopefully going to take this information and some more information and make more things available from the ADA website. You want to tell us about that a little bit? Oh, wow. We've got a lot of really good things going on right now. It's, it's been a busy um, few months, but it's definitely worth it. Uh, some of the things that we're putting together are um, we're, we're looking at per, putting together a presentation that would be geared towards that would really target um, HR departments and uh, organizations, the, the, the owners of organizations, to, to kind of make them more aware of the, the cost of ADHD econ- economically but also in the workplace where it hurts them as well and how they can, uh, how they can actually help employees who have this kind of, uh, kind of issue. So that's one thing we're doing. We're looking at even disclosure you know how do you deal with if you have ADHD how do you disclose in the workplace it's a very challenging question to answer and and so we're putting together a, a survey to try to figure out how did how did it go for people who did disclose and and what were they disclosing about and whether some of the the resulting um, you know what were the results from doing that 
So there's a number of different things. And, and next year is actually ADD, uh, the ADA's uh, 25th anniversary. So there's a whole bunch of things that will happen, wow. on, happen on the website. We're actually putting together even a, a, a workplace issues website. So, so there's going to be uh, some interesting things coming up. And it's great because this, this, these resources will be accessible by the public. And, again, mm-hmm. this is ADHD Awareness Month, but it doesn't end the month of October in the year 2013. My charge to everybody out there is, is, is to create that awareness. The more we can humanize stuff, the more we reduce stigma. But most importantly to me is don't let – don't – Listen to this show today, but don't let it in there. Take some initiative and try to get some of this information out and, and educate the, the population, businesses. Uh, insurance companies are also our stakeholders in this about the economic impact and that, hey, it's worth probably making an investment here because, again, the data shows that the treatment, uh, the multimodal treatment, does improve outcomes, and so make the investment. We can save some money in the long run. Um, with, with that, Linda, any other comments, anything we uh, like yeah, there's a couple of things that there's a couple of things that come up to me. First of all, first of all, we didn't they didn't look at entrepreneurs and the lost opportunities there because there are a lot oh, of years yep. that end up becoming entrepreneurs, and so uh, we don't know what we don't know. You know, some of these people may have the most amazing idea that could solve some of our biggest problems in the world, and and they're sitting there, they're they're not being implemented because there's nobody there to help them uh, get the help that they need. Um, the same, uh, the same um, for uh, burnout. Uh, there's a lot more ADHDers who struggle with burnout. There's a recent study, and I noticed it in my my practice. I started looking for this. Uh, why was it that so many of my clients had 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 suffered one or multiple burnouts, and um, and found that uh, ADHDers are three to six times more likely to uh, to suffer from burnout. So that's significant as well there's a cost there that actually is not included in the report so there's a lot that we uh, that we're missing but certainly there's a lot that we could do uh, by making this information a lot more um, readily available for people and no helping them to see where what's in it for them to to help um, to help aid leaders um, lead a better life absolutely a reminder everybody to get access to this report um Google Economic Impact of Childhood and Adult Attention-Deficit-Slight Hyperactivity Disorder in the United States. Um, again, it's printed in the Journal of American Academy of Child and uh, Adolescent Psychiatry. And uh, with that, uh, Linda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. As a reminder, Linda's website, to learn more about her, go to CoachLindaWalker.com or Focus to Thrive uh, and learn about her Thrive program. Everyone, I hope you enjoy this. Let's get the word out, and uh, we'll help the whole ADAC community. Thanks again, Linda, and uh, tune in next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Thank you. Bye-bye.